the Best Health for Us podcast for employees of Wake Forest Baptist Health. Welcome to another week of, oh, the final week, sad, <laughs> of the Best Health for Us podcast. I'm Jane. If you haven't been here before, I'm Jane Weiss, I'm a registered dietitian with Wake Forest Baptist Health. And, and I'm Elizabeth Meinhart, and I'm the communications manager for Best Health for Us. And I'm so sad, Jane. This is the last, the last week of our podcast. I know. Yeah, this is this has been a really fun ride, and it's been nice to share a lot of different resources. And I think we've covered a lot, a very, very wide range of topics yes. surrounding well-being and self-care over the past several months. So. And I really feel like this is a culmination, the best health for us team. We've talked about putting this podcast on for what, two and a half, three years. Yeah. (laughs) So it's so exciting that we did finally get it up and running and, um, you know, being able to really bring you guys our content in a way where you didn't have to take time out of work. You could listen on your commute or while you're out for a walk or, you know, I think it's so important to be able to bring you guys that in just a different manner, um, than our normal offerings. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's always the goal is to be able to meet people where they are. And, um, sometimes it's in their car (laughs) (laughs) or at home or, you know, and, and that's something that, that we've tried to to shift and change, um, especially with so many things being virtual and, um, yeah. have, have things that are accessible at any time of day and, um, from many locations. Mm-hmm. And I hope, you know, we've had nutrition, we've had sleep, we've had burnout, we've had skincare, we've had, I mean, mental health, we've had resilience training, we've had meditations, back out, we've had it all like, <laughs> Um, I'm so glad we were able to bring such a wide range of wellness and health opportunities to our teammates, because I think as medical professionals, it's so easy to put ourselves last on the list. And especially right now during this pandemic. Um, so I hope y'all have been taking cues from Jane and I and putting yourself first, at least at some point during each of your weeks, or even if you're doing it once a month, that's fantastic. Um, and we don't want you to stop. We want you to continue to do that. Um, (laughs) we've actually joked, we have to like start texting each other each week. So we keep it up. Um, we were talking about that last week. Um, you know, but I think, um, one of the ways that you guys can continue to do that is go to, um, our website, besthealthforus.com. And under the podcast page, you are going to see a link to the live well podcast. Um, the little well podcast is done a little bit differently. It's actually out on YouTube. Um, you can still just listen to it. So you could still put it on your phone, go for a walk. You don't have to watch anything, um, and just listen to the audio if you want, but they have a wide variety variety of health and wellness, just like we do, but they have one aspect we don't have, um, that I'm excited for you guys, which is once a month, they bring on a financial advisor who is not getting anything out of it. They are just there to educate you. Um, they're about 20 minutes long each week. Um, and the co-hosts are fantastic. So I hope you guys will go give that podcast to listen. Um, it's kind of where we are transitioning out and they are transitioning in. Um, they're also really excited to start interviewing more of the Wake Forest Baptist Health professors, um, which is a unique thing that we've always had the opportunity to do, like we did with um, Dr. Sarah Taylor um, when we talked about skin and self-care. Um, you know, that's a new opportunity for them that they're really excited about. So please go follow them. Um, if you can't find them on YouTube, live well. Um, go to our website, besthealthforus.com, and it'll be there so you can get direct access to it. Um, Wait, can I, I'm going to ask a question. Hopefully this will help out some listeners too, but how do you only listen to audio on YouTube? You just um, plug it into your phone, put like your headphones on or whatever, and then just um, black out your screen. 
and you can just keep going. It'll keep playing. Normally for me, it just stops playing. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Maybe, maybe I have a weird setting. There might be a setting. Yeah. That, that may be something to explore <laughs> or for so others. Fiddle with that. Or yeah. worst case scenario, <laughs> yeah. like if you're driving, you could just have it playing and don't That's look true. at the screen. That's a know? really good point. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I oh. bet there, there has to be a, um, a setting here. So if, yeah. if you run into that, don't give up. Like, good call, Jane. Good yeah. call. Yeah. yeah. I've learned I have weird settings on my phone anyways. So maybe mm-hmm. it's me. <laughs> yeah. And, and you're right. Like that's something I do at home. I'll listen to podcast and it might be a YouTube video to you. And, and I usually cooking or do cleaning or something. And, and that doesn't matter. Then the video will stay up. It won't close out. But if you're going for a walk or something that, that might be a setting you can change to have audio or key video playing. Yeah. Um, so cool. So yeah. But yeah, go, go subscribe. So you can make certain to get all of their great stuff. Cause we don't want you guys to stop taking care of yourselves. Keep doing it. Um, and, uh, and for one last time, Jane, what have you been doing this week for self-care? Yeah. I'm afraid that this is like not a great culmination example of self-care, but <laughs> it is. And, and I can't remember if I've shared this before, but I really enjoy knowing the yard. Oh, nice. And it's, it's like, to me, knowing the yard is like the perfect, um, it's a lot of like sweat and work, but then it, you see what a difference it makes. And, and it's just kind of nice to like have the, the physical, <laughs> work where you get a reward at the end. And, um, and, and I kind of get to a point at the the end of the summer by like, it's getting time to, to stop doing that where it's like, Oh, thank goodness. This is way too hot. But <laughs> so far I'm not, I'm not really there yet, but I will be. <laughs> and yeah. there's a nice kind of summer break or I mean, winter break, but I always look forward to that. And, and I think it's a good, like sort of meditative thing. Just so you probably get a nice flow going. Yeah. 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 And I also, um, I grew up on a farm. I think you know this and Mm -hmm. a cattle farm and and my dad always cut hay during the summer. And there's like really something like rhythmic about like the cutting, um, or crops, whatever it is. It's just like rows and rows that I think that speaks to like farmer's children. (laughs) So, so that's been something that I I was able to kind of fight with, not, not literally, but (laughs) Uh, my husband also likes to mow the yard. So when I get the chance uh, to do okay. it, then um, I feel like I have one. So. Well, I have about 10 feet by 10 feet if someone ever wants. <sighs> I mean, like my HOA takes care of it, but you're welcome to come mow it if you need feel the need to. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I might not bring my lawnmower out to Greensboro, but <laughs> thank you for the offer. I'll keep that in it's mind. It's sort of the perfect size lawn if you wanted to do the um the the truly push um, mower one. Yeah, I, I had one of those and took the joy out of it. <laughs> And I'll just go ahead and say, I don't, I don't enforce them okay. or okay. endorse them, I guess I should say, <laughs> but it could work for that size yard. Yes, exactly. Now that's partially why I have an HOA. Uh, so I can not mm-hmm. deal with, I'm a, I'm like highly allergic to grass, um, okay. to the point where I thought I had COVID and had to get tested. It turned out to be a grass allergy. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, highly allergic to grass. So that will not be mine, but I do love that sensation you're describing a flow and really like kind of you're in it and you've got the detail, but you also like kind of can't see anything else. And it just feels so fulfilling. And it's such a great moment. Mm. We all need more of that, you know? Mm. Yeah. (laughs) What have you been doing for self-care? Well, this week is kind of a little bit the opposite. Um, I found myself with a weekend um, reminder 
to the listeners, I apologize. I have no children. Um, so I, I have a lot of flexibility in my life, and, but generally I am an over-functioner. And so I will always find things on a to-do list that need to get done. And I found myself last weekend going, well, I only have a couple of things. And then what do I do with myself? And I really let myself kind of relax. Um, I kind of vegged out a little bit, not the whole day, but part of the day and really just kind of like, I was like, well, what do I want to do next? And not like a to-do list telling me what to do. And that's a really hard place for me to get to, um, again, because of the over-functioning, but <laughs> um, allowing myself and really intentionally giving myself that space this weekend um, to be able to do that was such a nice moment to remind myself I don't have to have a to-do list going all the time and I don't mm-hmm. have to be the kind of attached to that to-do list and, and dictated what I do every moment by it. Um, so really kind of just remind Finding myself that chilling out's okay. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm with <laughs> you on that. Probably not to the degree of your um, over-functioning. <laughs> but I, I definitely have a list. high degree of over-functioning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I do love a, um, a, a list of things. I feel like that kind of keeps me on track, but then it can become something that's like taking over your ability to be flexible or spontaneous. Yeah. So Yes. And I can definitely get there. So it was nice to kind of allow myself to relax from that this weekend. And I still got stuff done around the house, but it was stuff that like, I was like, Oh, you know, I've been meaning to hang this picture for three months. It's been staring at me. I should finally hang that thing. And it's so nice. Now when I look at it, I'm like, I'm so glad I hung that picture. You know, like Just little things that it was just like, I feel like doing this right now. And not like I have Mm -hmm. to do this. Um, Mm -hmm. So giving myself that mental space, which, you know, September is mental health awareness month. And I think um, it's so easy for us to focus on other things. And that's why I love that we've been doing this resilience training these last couple of weeks um, and finishing up this week, because it's so easy to forget how important that that is. Um, I'm hoping that all of us, you know, in, in the Wake Forest Baptist health team, remember that, um, we need, we need to focus on our mental health to keep moving forward, to take care of our patients. But, you know, I think this has been a great reminder. And, um, this week I'm excited because it's the culmination. It's a very short little culmination. Um, but it's really, I think the kind of final tool, which is about effective communication. Mm. And I don't know anyone who doesn't need more practice in effective communication. (laughs) so true right like we all could be better at communicating with other people um we're probably all really good at communicating inside our own heads but we're not so great outside of that necessarily um and so this is just a reminder on how to just be better at it and be more compassionate um and the worksheet that's available at besthealthforus.com um i think is also a really helpful worksheet this week to kind of practice thinking through how you might handle situations so that you can be resilient, but also handle what you need to handle at work. Because um, especially for our team, our nurses and our doctors who are directly caring for patients, you're going so fast that you can turn into autopilot and then things can fall apart. And so hopefully this is a really helpful opportunity. Um, so before we throw to that, I want to thank everyone for listening to us and coming along on this journey. We will miss you, but please go follow the live well podcast. And thank you. Thanks, everyone. Welcome to module three and the last of this series of the Building Personal Resilience Training. In this module, we'll cover a technique designed to communicate more effectively, both verbally and in writing. And we'll go over an action plan for you to integrate these techniques into your daily life. 
Have you ever experienced an occasion in which you found a conversation frustrating when somebody did not understand what you were saying or you didn't have a clue about what someone was saying to you? Did it annoy you or did you just shrug it off and walk away without a clear message or understanding? Obviously, we need good communication in the workplace. A lot can be at stake. It's equally important to communicate well in all interactions, whether you're trying to resolve an issue with someone or trying to express to someone that you genuinely care. Good communication involves both what you say and what you hear. It sounds simple enough, but in reality, it isn't. Did you know that 70% of mistakes trace back to problems in communication? Let's talk about some common glitches that interfere with the spoken message and create an energy drain that depletes your resilience. Your attention is not focused on the conversation. What is being said does not match what the person appears to be feeling. You blurt out a response when frustrated, sometimes before the person has even finished his or her sentence. The coherent communication technique, which you will learn next, is an important tool to use when you're talking to someone. The more you use it, the more familiar and automatic it becomes. Remember, no one else needs to know that you're using a technique to improve your communication skills, but it's likely that when you do, people will start to notice a difference. Step one, shift into a hard coherent state before communicating to effectively share and receive information. Here's a suggestion. Set an intention to be respectful of others' views or situations. Step two, listen for the essence of what is being said without prejudging or getting pulled into drama before the communication is complete. Remember to recenter in your heart if you start to overreact or lose emotional composure. Speak from a genuine tone and consider what you are going to say and how it may impact others. Step three, during important or sensitive communications, it's effective to confirm the essence of what you heard to ensure mutual understanding. Yet, when rushing communications, this is the step most of us forget. Remember, quieting the noise in the mind and emotions allows us to become more in tune with our own perceptions before we speak and to more genuinely hear what somebody else is trying to say. At the heart of all successful communications is the sense that people feel you are listening to them and that you are speaking authentically. Don't forget that being judgmental or impatient impacts communication. Holding judgments or anger blocks the ability to listen. The coherent communication technique brings coherence into communications and can be used in any situation, whether you're communicating verbally or in writing. To help you develop a practice, take five to 10 minutes and write down on the action plan for plugging energy leaks and the action plan for building resilience capacity worksheets. The action plan for plugging energy leaks will give you a guideline to identify specific energy draining situations, what techniques to use to stop energy drains, when to use them, and how to remind yourself to practice them. The action plan for building resilience capacity worksheet will help you identify the practices that will recharge your inner battery and add the energy to your system. 
as well as when and how to remind yourself to practice them. Thank you for taking part in this training. Now that you've learned resilience building techniques, make a commitment to use them throughout the day. The more you do it, the more you'll remember to do it. It helps to set a regular practice routine in the first couple of weeks to establish familiarity with the techniques and to develop skills that will allow you to maintain composure and coherence in challenging situations. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Best Health for Us podcast. For employees of Wake Forest Baptist Health, employees can learn more at besthealthforus.com. That's best health, the number four, us.com. Non-employees can check us out at wakehealth.edu slash besthealth 